I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Lost Words podcast. I'm joined again today by Jason as we look into the RBC Heritage this week. Jason, welcome. Good evening, Tom. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Marvellous. You enjoyed the uh, the return to golf last week? We didn't want to call it return to golf because of the Outlaw Tour, but the re- return to the PGA Tour. Yeah, it was unbelievable tournament, wasn't it, to start? Absolutely, absolutely incredible. I don't think it could have gone better. I, I literally think for a... What do you want to call it? Golf package as a result thing for, for the PGA Tour as a product, that's what I'm looking for. Best thing they could have done. I think actually almost it was enhanced by not having fans because I think you heard a little bit more, apart from the mic'd up version of Ricky Fowler, you actually heard more of the conversations naturally anyway. You didn't have the, the nonsense idiots shouting things after every tee shot. You didn't have these comical sort of kick outs and, and flattened lies when you thought someone was in trouble. I just thought it was a, a quite a peaceful way of watching it. And, and the players seemed to just carry on as normal and, and we've got a really good tournament out of it yeah brilliant brilliant couple of weeks last week and this week as you rightly say no no crowd there so rough up or you know rough not trodden down fantastic yeah who wants to listen to that load of idiots anyway <laughs> that line in the fairways they don't matter yeah absolutely brilliant half the players didn't know where to turn to when they hit a birdie because there was no one to actually salute but yeah you know you heard the odd cheer didn't you um, yeah, those, yeah, those, uh, that family up in the, uh, the stand, didn't they? Makeshift just, stand. Yeah, you did. I, I, yeah, it was, it was an, look, it was an incredible tournament all the way to the line, which is exactly what golf wants. And in the end, the theory about the, the strategic players finally, yeah, finally made the result that we thought it would, having looked as though it may well go to a bomber or two. Yeah, that. and, that, and that's the thing, wasn't it? I think at the start of the week, you saw so Rory got off to a bit of a slow start, but then a really good second round, didn't he? And then, you know, JT was there all week, and, you know, Kupka was, he wasn't playing particularly well, but he was there or thereabouts. And and it sort of looked like, well, okay, and any course is sort of susceptible to their success, if you like, and Bryson was smashing it over trees and things like that. But mm-hmm. that just shows that even though they're so good and, and they can take advantage of it, the person that came to the forte, okay, he can get it off the away off the tee, you know, as good as anyone really. But the reason he won was because he he plodded his way around successfully and, and took the chances in the right places. Yeah, absolutely, that's exactly right. Yeah, stick it in the fairway, have proper iron shots, giving yourself plenty of 15 to 20 footers, and and some will, you know, some will go in. You, you won more than anybody else, and you're, you're likely to win it. That's what you had to do, and what it does, as we said last week, it, it negates the advantage of uh, most of the names to be honest with you so yeah yeah it negates their length really you know you, you have to be, you have to be solid all round don't you to to do anything around there as you saw from sort of Rory's final round there and even you know when you're talking about the likes of Thomas and um, Xander Jordan Spieth Gary Woodland you know you're, you're talking quality players there that unfortunately could not get it done in the final round so it negates their talent advantage if you want to if you want to put it like that uh, makes it a much more level playing field and that's what it is you know and that's why we do it because you know you can make a genuine case for a hundred to one shot against these 12 14 16 to one shots because the course is made for them it was, it was it was a great tournament went all the way i enjoyed it very much and uh yeah let's go on yeah i mean it's been it's been a while really actually i mean i think it was probably because of the the occasion how long it's been since it's been a proper tournament i think it's one of the ones that i've really enjoyed watching for for quite some time and and obviously it does help that the big names are up there and you're seeing them compete and doing what they're doing but 
obviously, as as me and you both know, we both enjoy watching whoever's playing. There's a lesser known name up there, and even better, really. But it, it was a really great week, and and as you say, there the final round was just brilliant because you just didn't know it was changing by the minute um and it, and it wasn't just someone that coasted home and, and that was it i mean I, I obviously we talked heavily about jordan spieth last week and how sort of sure i was that he'd have a good week but he did have a good week he yeah, played he yeah. played well didn't he? it was nice to see him play well the concern i've got with him is is he just going to do it there and and not kick on but for last week's purposes it, it, that wasn't a problem because i was just focusing on the one week it was a shame to see him go backwards on the last day but he's human and 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 there's so so many other people that went backwards on on the last day. Xander, who we know is a, we're both big fans of, expecting to win majors. He struggled on the last day, has struggled on the last day for for a couple of tournaments. But like we said before we started the podcast, is there was two, before this week there was two tournaments where he threw threw away a 54 hole lead if you like, and you know that's that's not a lot. And and he's got so close to winning five or six times straight away in his early career that you really just I can just ignore those sort of people saying it's choking or whatever I think he just a bit bit of misfortune especially with with the lip out and things like that and at the end of the day nerves get the better of everybody and, and and we saw that yesterday it's a game of very 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 fine lines isn't it as you rightly say you know he shot out the bunker at whatever hole it was down down the stretch okay it's an awful it's an awful shot in the end but it, it it's all about it's all about getting that run, getting that one bounce. Uh, I mean, DeChambeau, who no doubt you'll bring up again, his figures were just outstanding this week. And he was, I think it was 17, wasn't it, where he said there was nothing he could do about it. He thought he hit a fantastic iron shot. He went flying over, just took a flyer. There's nothing he could have done. I mean, he, he analyses every shot. It was a sound bridge, wasn't it? He said it went something yeah. stupid, like 170 yards or something. And he said, oh, he, how, did you, how do you account for that? He, he, yeah, absolutely. He, he took a flyer. But it's it's those, ultimately, is those, we've said it before, that's the difference. That's why you know some of these names. And it's why some languish in 50 and 60 in the rankings and, and, and lower. It can be that single putt, single chip, lucky hole. I think I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who it was now who, who was playing with. The eventual winner in the first round, he said, he said he hooked it off the tenth tee, got very, very lucky with a bounce, and said to his caddy, "I bet he goes on and wins now." Which, of course, Berger did yeah. eventually go on a win. I can't remember who was playing with him. I do apologise. You know, if it does go left, if it does go behind a tree, look at Morikawa's tee shot on the playoff last night. You know, he got a shot in, but it could have gone two inches left, and he'd be behind a tree. These are the small margins that we're talking, which is why everybody who analyses golf tournaments tries to get that little minutiae, little edge on everything and hope that the type of player that you're analysing performs to what we know he can do and these mistakes should be lessened around that particular course. So, you know, it's like it's like a, a, an impossible-to-solve puzzle. And, and, yeah, you know, Xander could have won by two. I thought, to be honest, I thought Berger could have won by two or three. Um, he had so many 15, 18, 20-foot chances. Yeah, it, it's, it's what happens. Have a run, make a mistake, mental lapse. It's just, it was great. It was it was awesome. The fact it went 72 holes, chopping and change all the time. The exchange prices went absolutely mad all the way down. You had Justin Rose going out, contention in the contention. As we discussed earlier, Patrick Reed, who was never in the final round, he was paring everything, couldn't get past 10 under, suddenly appears at 13. He's only got beat by two. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, and and that was the thing is, well, because there were so many people involved that could win, and really we say there, you know, did people throw it away? I think there's probably four or five players. If they had won, you'd had no arguments. I think I was glad in the end that Daniel Berger did win because when it mattered, he made the putts 
and he played the playoff hole really well to to avoid being extended with Morikawa. And um, I was really pleased for him to get the win because, you know, he's had two wins very early in his career back to back at the same course and then sort of fell off a cliff. But we know how talented he was. He finished, you know, top 10 at Augusta in his debut. He was part of that class, wasn't he, with Xander and, and Jordan and Justin Thomas as well. And, and it was easy to sort of not forget about him, but he had to work his way back up. Um, and he showed us how, how good he is. And, and it was just good to see him win. I think he deserved it in the end. The, the concerns we spoke about last last week about Morikawa was his short game, which is not a surprise to anyone. It's not a shock. It's something that he has struggled with. Um, and throughout the week, he looked pretty solid on the greens. And I thought, oh, you know, we've made this bold statement. And then when it comes to it, he, he absolutely rattled that one at the hole on, on the playoff hole. And, and everyone said, oh, it was a harsh lip out. But it just looked like a bad putt to me. Yeah, I thought it was a bad putt. When people start talking, I suppose when people start talking about a facet of a game that's that's weak, it, it it I mean look, I know these people are mentally strong, but it it has to concern them. You know, it has to prey on them. He was he was great or weak? Was was he? You know, at the end of the day, again, he's one at that moment. He's one shot better than DeChambeau, and and whatever my thoughts about DeChambeau, his figures are amazing last yeah. week, and he's not one. So it, it is. It's it's that. Roll of a roll of a ball. It's that half inch left. As far as we're concerned, and putting up people, you know, we, we did give Berger a big write up last week. Again, it's it is based on price, you know, and, and that's it. That's it. At the end of the day, you know, we like you say, we've got no complaints if any of the top, any of the top ten really from last night win, and any of them could do. It's 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 weak. We can only analyse what they're best at. And, and hope that that comes to the fore on that particular week. Um, at Berger, I'm sure you looked at Tom, and I'm, I'm sure most listeners saw, absolutely amazingly, has won all his three tournaments in the same weekend of the year. Yeah, um, yeah which June's is his favourite, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. That, that's an amazing stat. So, yeah, so we can, you know, I know you, you're going to say something different, but we could probably leave him alone for 12 months now. Well, <laughs> it's funny you say it, because, and, and as we talk about, and I'm glad you led on with that, because it is that mid-June thing that he's won... Uh, the St Jude twice in a row, and the next, the very next week has been the U.S. Open. Now to mm. go back to back at tournaments and do it and, and win a U.S. Open is is some task. To go back to back and and play at a tournament that you've played before and and there's sort of an easier test in the, the Harbour Town at Heritage or Heritage at Harbour Town, should we say? You know, is he got a chance of going back to back? He's good enough, isn't he? He's, he's oh. certainly good enough. He showed last night again how good he is. Do I think he's going to do it? Yeah, we're all guessing, aren't we? But I wouldn't rule it out. Certainly at the prices that he is, I thought he was going to be pretty much short than that after an overreaction to last night. Yeah, I mean, again, I've got no problem. He, he, he fits the model of a certain group of players that you're looking for around here. As you rightly say, the schedule with Colonial and then, you know, the Heritage this week makes it a completely different a completely different follow-up, if you like, doesn't it? As you rightly say. You know, even more so this week, we need, we need players that are very, in effect this sort of call should play much more into the same sort of players that we were talking about last week, even more. So I'm, I'm you know, certainly not expecting the degree of names to be up there on, down the stretch on the final hole. No, I think I think the thing is is that normally we used to we talked about US Open in terms of Berger from the the St Jude to the US Open, but obviously this is normally the week after the Masters, isn't it? Heritage mm. and mm. and the view there is quite a lot of the time the people that win here have either missed the cut at Augusta, were never there, or were never involved in contention because of the slog that's involved in in playing so well at Augusta and then having to come over here. So now that they is there going to be plenty of different names in contention because that's not happened possibly. 
is it going to change because there's a lot of bigger names? Well, they expected that last week at Colonial. Yes, it did. There was a lot of bigger names at the top because they were in the field. The, the guys that are you know, top 10 merchants around this course might not be there just from, from talent level and the two new players in the field that can beat them. But the same type of person's surely going to contend here because that's what the course designs. That's what Pete Dye set it up as. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, the other point was you, you mentioned no no crowds so i mean i think it was uh, luke donald who's got you know a million um, medals here he called it claustrophobic i think you know it's a lot tighter than last week you've you really you know there are you are picking spots out to put your tee shot because if you miss these greens you could be in a lot of trouble um the only other thing i say obviously it's moved from april to mid to end june whatever you want to call this so i just you know the trees have had another two months worth of growth yeah you've got no crowd there so it's going to be it's going to be, you know, these trees are getting in the way if you don't get this, if you don't get your tee shot right. It's going to be warmer. I think they said up to 32 degrees. There is more rain generally in June than there is in April. And they're saying that there's possible thunderstorms that are going to happen this week. So you've got slowish greens, tight fairways. The rough's going to be very difficult to, to, to get out of. Having said that, the greens may be more receptive as well. You, you, you've got to find the fairway. That's it. Yeah, you've got, and, you've got to do a burger. Not only find the fairway, is it? Is that because right. I think you can, you can, yeah, like you say, you can advance the ball from the rough in general. Maybe not so much with the rain if it if it comes about, but it's finding the right part of the fairway. Mm. And and I I spoke about Brandon Grace this morning on Twitter, and someone came back to me and said, well, he didn't hit a fairway last week, a Colonial. What you know, how can you fancy him? Well, he didn't hit a fairway when he won here in 2016. He was 57th in driving accuracy. It's just that when he missed the fairway. He missed on the right side and had the angle into the green. It's just finding the right side and the right spot in. It's all about angles with Pete Dye courses. Mm. That's all they ever talk about. Yes, you're going to want someone that's going to find more fairways. They're going to have the best chance. Are they going to bomb it off the tee here again? Try and do what they did at Colonial last week. Some are going to give it a go. Dustin did it. He was averaging 290 off the tee or whatever it was. It was just short of his normal average. But generally speaking, the average short tee shot goes here is 260. So it brings a whole load of other mm. people into it. Bryson's going to try and smash the cover off his, his driver again. <laughs> He proved it worked last week, so <laughs> he's only got to get up and down with the wedge, isn't he? And he's had a, a two top four finishes here, so he, he'll know how to play the golf course. And also, <laughs> the distance that he's added with his driver is he's added with all the other clubs, isn't he? So he doesn't have to take driver; he can just hit a long iron off the tee. So it's, it's going to be an interesting week. I think that I think there will be naturally there's going to be some names you don't expect up there, like we did last week with the current bomber title to them, because I just think they're they're good at everything else, and and they don't get attributed to that; they just get shoved into one compartment i mean bubba hmm. watson gets called nothing but a bomber well he's not just a bomber is he? he's the most creative player on tour mickelson was was like that for a while you know uh, the wedge play was a different league when they're you know around the greens they're magic aren't they so hmm. it's not it's not their long game that wins them every week it's just that's a very good useful weapon to have yeah absolutely so, yeah, yeah i think let's let's have a little look at the names like we do um obviously rory comes in again as favorite naturally got it going on day two last week didn't he um after a slow opening round backed up on sunday as he has done in the past but maybe worse so than than ever really you know he shot 74 when you know others were stuttering and he in a steady day might have kept him in contention but he went 68 63 69 74 so he only really had one standout round when you look at burger he shot a 65 or 66 and two 67s it was so much more consistent you know justin rose shot a 63 and a 66 you know Rory just didn't seem to have his best game last week. It's as simple as that, um, and I don't expect him to here at Harbour Town either. No, didn't like him. Didn't like him last week. He's, he's got a debut here. I, I don't see where his advantage is this week. Like we always say, 
it's boring, but it don't, would surprise me. He did win by five. Well, actually, it would actually this week. I think this is probably one of the weeks where you would be surprised. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it don't interest me. Didn't look particularly interested once he started going backwards, as far as I was concerned. Shots were getting looser and looser last night. You, you wouldn't want to be taking him on just four days after that. I just don't need to. I just think there's so many other options there. Again, like last week, I mean, I said last week I don't want to back any sort of favourites because everyone's coming off a massive layoff. What's the point? And, and a lot of them are up there. So you sort of thought, OK, well, the best players have just returned as the best players. Um, I expect them all to be, you know, close again. Do I expect Justin Thomas to be up there come Sunday? Well, he's up there every week. So he's going to be up there. But he'll probably make the cut. He'll probably make a run. Does he get it done? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't. Again, like Rory, I don't think he naturally stands... I mean, look, they're fifth and sixth in strokes, grains approach, and, and that's the biggest focal point here, really, is, is finding these small greens and, and converting the putts. And the putting's slightly easier because the greens are so short, you can have short putts into the hole. But if if you're, if you're chipping around the greens not to a, to a high standard, then, you know, you're really going to struggle this week. And when you look at, at the stats, I mean, Thomas was 12th last week in strokes, going around the green, but... But Rory, I'm trying to even find his name on the list. He's 35th in the field in strokes going around the green. He yeah, can't I, do that this week. He's got no chance. No, I mean, I've got I've got very strong thoughts that it's about scrambling and bogey avoidance. Looking down the list of the last previous sort of five, five top fives at the leaderboard, it's, you know, they've, they've finished they've finished their, their rounds and their tournaments absolutely all, you know, all over that. I mean, Cantley, who, again, I, I, he must be still injured. That's why he's not playing. This is absolutely made for him. But you go through any, you can pick any player of the top five in the last five years, and they're all there. I mean, you know, Shane Lowry on debut, second in scrambling, third in bogey avoidance. Piercy, tenth and fourth. Go back to, you know, whoever you like, really. You can go back to McGurk. So if you, uh, what I like to do is sort of have a look at these players that don't appear on the leaderboards all the time. We know that Donald is always going to find a green or used to when he was, when you know, when well, he was in good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you look at somebody like McGurk, yeah, who I've got another connection, <laughs> weird connection later on. Again, he was, when he was uh, fourth, he was fifth in bogey avoidance, sixth in scrambling. Go back to your mate, Russell Knox. He was third, 11th <laughs> in bogey avoidance, 13th in scrambling. No, he was dire. Tom Merritt, third in bogey avoidance, 13th in scrambling. So they're the two that I'm really looking at. I think last week has a huge effect on this. I'd rather be looking at last week than, than looking over a season last year that contained tournaments that have really quite little relevance to this one. And as you say, Thomas, I think, was third in scrambling and third in um, bogey avoidance. And Rory, he's, he's as you say, he's, you, need, you need a pair of binoculars, mate. Yeah, and, and, and Ram was obviously disappointing. He got so frustrated so quickly. We keep hearing about how he's made so many uh, so many steps forward in his, his mental game and, and how he was learning to write during lockdown to express his feet, all this. And then... He starts looking like he's going to miss a cut, and he was thumping the driver on the tee box. There was no fans to distract him. He was just, he, he just lost it, and that, mm. of course, that probably isn't. And I don't blame him. You know, he's frustrated. He doesn't miss cuts, so he, it's a, it's an unusual feeling for him. But it's a similar test this week. You know, he's got a chance to shake the rust off, and he, and he probably will do. But I'll, again, I wouldn't really put my money on anyone to do that. Eleven, fourteen to one, and eighteen to one of those three. I don't, I don't really feel the need to get involved. No, no, not really. I mean, obviously, you, you can you can look at his effort around Valderrama, I suppose, if you wanna if you wanna look around at sort of what happens at a tricky track. <sighs> Apart from that, no, no, you can't follow that. You've you've got to come here with confidence in your in your approach shot, haven't you? You you cannot come off of a bad performance. Well, 
yeah, you can. You say that. I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, last last week, yeah, last year's winner missed the cut previously. Even Furyk had a bad run when he won. Grace missed the cut. I, I know these are better tournaments, but you, you, if you're struggling with your short your shorter irons, and you, you know, if you're not finding fairways and you're not finding the green, you don't want to be coming here four days later. No, it's, it's fine. You can leave him alone here. It, again, yeah. like you say, he's capable of fitting two sixty threes. But so what? Yeah, be- it'll be eighteen to one on a on a on a more suitable course. And sort of the people I was sort of impressed, like we say, here with the bogey avoidance. Someone I was really impressed with on on day one last week was Gary Woodland because it looked for most of the day like he was going to do absolutely nothing and and possibly even miss the cut if he didn't get his ass in gear, um, and then turned it into a sixty five. Obviously his rust was the front nine of just or front twelve or whatever it was of making pars, um, and then he got on the birdie train and he carried that on sort of avoiding bogeys all week, finished fourth in in bogey avoidance didn't shoot worse than 70 all week and that and that to me like the first 12 14 holes whatever it was before he made a birdie that's the rust not the volatile doubles and bogeys and things like that if you can manage your game and get through that and think okay well i'm back out here now this is what i'm meant to do then then that's a sign of a of a player that was in form beforehand um and should stay in form as we go forward and and he certainly appeared to do that and the other person as that we're sort of over, overlooking here, or we, we've spoken about him earlier, is, is Bryson. 65-65, 70-66. So he had one bad round, uh, or not even a bad round, one unspectacular round. And he said himself, if he'd have putted anywhere near his level, or at the level he wants, he'd have run away with it. And I believe him, because he was just... He was just absolutely striping it. And and everyone sort of, you know, there's, there's so much talk. And I don't want to add to it about all this weight gain and, and you know, is it bad for the game? Well, at the end of the day, he's dedicated himself to, to fix an area of game or boost an area of the game that he wants to do. He's dedicated to it. He's smashing it off the tee. He's gaining strokes on everybody. He's going to be the best driver of the ball at some point. Fair play to him. And, and he's coming to a course now where he's got two top four finishes. So he's going to be full of beans, isn't he? Uh, dear. Right, Gary Woodland first. Didn't like the way, I must be honest, I didn't like the way he finished yesterday. I think he was my long-range tip for the Masters in about 2010, something like that. And I kept going on the Betfair forum and saying he was going to win the next next year's Masters. He will do one day. Yeah, his patterns improved massively, Gary Woodland, but I just did, I didn't like him on uh, coming home yesterday. I, you know, there was something about it. And I'd worry if he, for me, if I had him in contention, yeah. I'd worry about him finishing I've, it off. I've just, just my view. All the time, though, that that's been his whole career. He's never got over that. Even when he won the U.S. Open, mm. it just he just looked unconscious that week, didn't he? And and some people you black out some weeks and do that. But since and I thought, well, is that going to be the difference? Because he's won before and contended before, mm. and you thought maybe that'll take him to the next level. And then he wins the U.S. Open, and you think, okay, well that that might be it. And he didn't really ever show shines show signs of that really. He's he's been steady this in 2020, but no more spectacular than he's ever been in the past. Um, and like you say, there he didn't he didn't bring his best stuff on Sunday. Um, I just I was just impressed with how he managed his game through the first three days, and especially the first round where he didn't look like he could bring anything and and shot some good golf. I don't particularly think this is a course that really suits. I mean, obviously he's he's great with his irons, isn't he? And he's seventh in strokes gain approach and things like that. But yeah, not I, for me this week, I don't think. No, I, I'd, I'd I'd yeah, I'd worry if he if he was if he was missing greens, I'd worry that he could. He could get up and down. I know he's high up in there, and I, I appreciate that. And he's quite high up in bogey avoidance for the season. From what I see, I'd worry about it if he was if he was in contention and he missed greens. I couldn't be confident he'd still be there at the end of the next half a dozen holes. Nope. Bryson, okay, we need to talk about Bryson this week. Fair enough. I still say the same thing. I'm the only one. I still think he looks incredibly awkward round round the greens. 
I appreciate what he's doing. And, and we, uh, we had a private chat a couple of months ago and I, I said he either blows golf apart and recreate something that coaches will then follow on on sort of their university graduates or or he doesn't and that's the only two things that he'll do he was he was brilliant but i just think it looks awkward for me there's no feel i've said it to you i'll say it to you every week probably when we discuss him for me it just looks like numbers and no feel and and that's fine it, it will work it's not for me around a course that i think requires a bit of you can see who's, you know, you can see who's, you know, it's somebody with a bit of feel in their, in their yeah, hands. It's imagination um, as well, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't have it. It's, it's, he doesn't know what to do when it's, when it's difficult. He doesn't know what to do. And that's as simple as that. But he the, can have the number. The fear is that he's just for the rest of the field is that he's just going to not get in those situations. He's just going to hit the greens because uh, he's that, because he's that good at the moment. Well, we'll see. You can, you that, can have that's the thing, isn't it? It's not, it's not for me. It's not no, for me I mean, round look, here. I, again, I, not around here. Same, same last week. I don't really feel the need to go that low. There's, there's so many different options and okay. people that are still ridiculously priced. I just think that of the four out of Rory, Thomas, Deshambo, and Ram, I'd think I'd be the least surprised if Deshambo won. Yeah, I'll have, I, Thomas, I, I'll have Thomas and Deshambo against the other two anyway. Yeah. Because I just, I think Ram's too volatile at the moment, and I think you know he, he was. He and he is in, in general. I think he was the most consistent at first, but now he's missed a cut. How is he going to react to that? And Rory just disappointed me last week. I, mm. I didn't expect him to do very well anyway, but then when he did do well and he, and he sort of proved everyone a bit wrong and saying, "Well, you can play around there," he then just backed up. And I just thought, "Well, what you know, you're everyone talks about him as being the undisputed world number one and all this sort of stuff." And I just don't see it. I think that Thomas is is every bit as good yeah. as him. Absolutely. I think that yeah. Ram on his day is every bit as good as him. I just think yeah. that he's got a smaller sample size to go by. And I think that they're probably the three. I think that's the three. But then that's taking out people that have they're out of form. When when Cooker and Johnson are at their best, they're a, they're a five. Rose probably isn't in a category. Spieth probably hasn't. He was back in the day, wasn't he? Um, and, and and you know, famously, Patrick Reed says he's a top five player, which is hard to argue with most of the time. But I think that Thomas Rory and and Rahm are in their own sort of category. And you just have to look at the week to see who's going to be the one that comes out on top. Is this is this the week where you take three to one, then four combined? No. Right, move on. <laughs> so then we're looking, you've got Xander. I don't think he, he's I want got anything to do with him. No, he's got to suffer from that, hasn't he? He's, yeah, I think, you know, as much as I think he's got a very good winning mentality, I think that's going to bother him regardless mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't just the lip out was it that cost him it was you know the couple of other holes before that yeah, um, yeah. Morikawa is not going to get over that wrestling putt straight away I don't think I think he's a very tidy player who's probably got the best iron game on tour he just needs to figure out the rest of it and when he does it good luck to everyone else mm. because that like we said before didn't we on the on the Masters preview when you're looking for weaknesses if everyone had it all then it would be no fun for everyone else so naturally when he's putting in his, his wedge game come he'll probably lose a little bit of the iron play because you have to give up something that yeah again I'm not interested in those two Patrick Reed, a little bit more but again I don't think this he's played here a couple of times and never really shown anything to suggest that he's going to win round here I don't think I think he was better suited last week and, and played rightly well but I don't see him taking a leap on from last week um, yeah you're probably right Reed did so much without doing so much last week. Um, he's just but, steady, isn't he? He's I, and he's got the profile that fits what you're saying in the sense that he won't make the mistakes. Hmm. 
and he, and he did. He never put himself out of it yesterday, but never put himself into it until too late. Really, I think that if he'd have made those three birdies that he'd made later on in the day to get himself at thirteen, if he'd have made them on the front nine, I think he'd have stayed at the top. I think he'd but, have kept himself in contention because I think he's a good closer. But I think when he's got to make the run to get there, possibly. He's not, yeah, he's not flash. He's not flash. But again, he's another one that gave himself numerous chances last week. I mean, I'm a bit surprised at his the uh, his form figures here. To be honest with you. I'd expect him to do a hell of a lot better than you do this week. He's flying. I think he's brilliant. I know you were a big fan before, but I'm really growing to like his golf game. I just, um, I just think he's just so like I, there isn't a weakness to his game. He hasn't got a weakness. He, he just hasn't like Rory and JT and Ram are all very good off the tee, and it looks spectacular bombing down the drive. And, and Reed doesn't. He's straight quite often. His, his wedge game is the best on tour. The players say that. JT said he's the best player he's ever seen with a wedge in his hand. Now, if JT's saying that, then it's high praise indeed. So, and and I bet money on bet my life on him making a putt because he's just he's just gritty. Mm. So, he he he's one of those people that doesn't stand out in any one thing, and he's and like you say, he's not flashy. So people tend to overlook him a bit, and because he, people don't like him, like we keep going on about. Fits so, doesn't he? Not, he fits. Yeah. He fits the winners. He fits the winners. Pan. Um, no, he does. Pan. Grace. Furick. Davis Love, he, he, I mean, there's, there's a whole group of them, don't get me wrong, yeah. but as oh, we're it's... talking about the top lot, he fits that that lot better than, yeah, I think better than the names we've been speaking yeah, about. I think he does. I just think that for me, there's other people that, like, I mean, him at 28 or Daniel Berger at 40 to go back to back. I don't know. I don't okay. think there's, I don't think there's much difference in, in based on last week's evidence. And again, you've got Webb Simpson here who missed the cut last week and everyone's going to write him off very quickly. And he makes just as much claim as he did last week here this week. Absolutely. And he's going to be able to bounce back from a miscut. This is a guy that bounced back from the worst period of golf to become a top 10 player in the world again. Yeah, you, you, you know, we, we looked at the schedule. I think we were doing our Masters thing. We said when they come back, it's going to be set up for Webb. I can't. What happened last week was bizarre for him. It's staggering that he missed the cut, really. But like you say, you know, if it, if it had come 11th, 12th, 13th, would he be 30 to 1 this week? I mean, everybody, everybody was on last week when they twenty two, something like that. Yeah, and that's what happens when everyone get when everyone jumps on and everyone's in agreement, and then he misses a cut. Everyone's off for another two or three weeks. That's right. And and you might as well just go back in because he's he's he makes such obvious claims. I mean, again, I don't know if I particularly will. I have, I'm undecided on him. I haven't made a decision either way yet. It's Monday night. Still got time to think about it. But he fits. You talk about fits. I mean, he is that player that will contend around here he's got a great wedge game he doesn't miss greens that very often anyway um, and now his putting is one of his strengths he is shorter off the tee which is always his knock well that doesn't matter he's only got to hit it 260 270 anyway so he's going to yep. find a fair way so he's going to have a good chance yeah i think um last week we pointed out that as far as i'm concerned the, the list that i was looking at justin thomas was in every single list that i could possibly look at and he looked like justifying that to be honest it's, you know, some point over the weekend. This week, Webb really is the one, you know, bogey, I'm looking at bogey voice and, and scrambling, you know, could be right, could be wrong. And he's high up in everything, par four, but he's, he's could I back him at 30? I, I, do you know what? I don't think I could. Don't think I could back him at 30. And that's probably, probably a mistake because the figures say that, you know, he, he should. He, yeah. He should. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd rather he'd put in a 25th, 28th last week than a miscut. I know it doesn't matter in the great scheme of things, but I just think going from here quickly to there, you want to pull the, the wedges out, the nines, the eight irons out with a degree of confidence. You know, And that's just, just from my point of view. I mean, I mean, it didn't even have to be a 2050. It could have just been like, you know, if he'd have rallied to make the cut on Friday 
mm. and then spent another two days and finished 47th. If he'd have just got those two days in and, and sharpened up, because they always talk about, you know, it might be the last three holes on a Sunday. Because I, I spoke to someone, I can't remember who was now on the podcast, and said, like, how do you keep your mind right when you're 57th going into Sunday and really got nothing to play for? And they said, well, I'm always looking for something for next week. So he would have he would have liked to have that opportunity to find that. Has he now just taken two extra days to practice round Harbortown? Don't know. But, like you say, it'd have been nice to see him make the cut. I still don't know whether it's enough to, to really put me off. But there's a question mark there, isn't there? Whereas the other ones we've spoken about all made the cut and rule in contention. So we're well, finding what... question marks over them. And, and it'd, be, it'd be wrong not to find one over him. Yeah. Sung Jae-im, I think yep. he's steady. He's going to have a great chance. Did quietly did well last week. I don't think anyone ever really even thought about him throughout the week. I've got to be honest. I kept seeing his name and thinking, is he going to go? Is he going to get up there? Didn't. He shot an open of a 66, which is impressive. And then went 69, 67, 67. Never low enough to contend, but never out of it top 10. That's him all over. He just prints money. He's just absolutely printing money. He's leading the money list already. He's already doubled his earnings from last year in this heart of three quarters of the season, whatever we've got because of the win, going from strength to strength. He's a complete player. We talk about Reed not having weaknesses. I don't think Sung Jm does either. I just think that, you know, is he going to win twice in the season? Why not? Massive chance. Yeah, absolutely. Massive chance. Very That's high great. up in par four. Sorry, Tom. As he has been, you know, for the season. Third in scrambling last week. 13th in bogey avoidance. Very, very impressive. I, I didn't really expect him to do what he did last week. And I think he's got a huge chance. I know he missed the cut last year. Not really bothered. Not the same player. Um, he missed the cut of Colonial last year, didn't he? Yes, he did. The 33. I actually think the 33 to one. Um, if you can get those big, um, I don't know what I don't know what the biggest price on those top nine or whatever, some silly each way price yeah. that somebody's doing. Yeah, I, I I think he's rock solid. I think, it, it, you know, to me he's similar to Reed in that he's going to be there. Uh, 33 to one. I think it underestimates how good he is. To be honest with you. My only thing with him is he. Uh, he hits the ball well enough, there's no doubt about that. But where you've got to be so accurate into these greens, I think there's possibly players that I'd take with a long iron in their hand over him, okay. which might which might be an option. But when you look at it, he's, he ranks 30th in strokes game putting, uh, approaches, sorry, and he's played 58 rounds. The only person that's above him in that category is Joel Damon, who's played 51 rounds. The rest mm. have all played... I mean, Colin Morikawa's played 48 and he's second. But Im's played substantially more than everybody else above him. Doc Rippon's up there as well. But it's just a consistency, isn't it, over the length of time. He's he's someone like Reed that you're always going to have to beat. He's going to be there and you've got to beat him to win the tournament. He's yep. always going to feature. And I really like him. We, we know we like him. No play on word there. But <laughs> he's... Um, yeah, I just... Again, I think I've, I've, I've made a list of people that I like this week and, and he hasn't correct it yet that's not to say that i won't change my mind but 33 to 1 i don't know how he's still 33 to 1 he's proven that he's he's better than that so it's quite surprising rose has done one good week and he's 33 to 1 there was a lot of thing wasn't there about it was just his equipment that was all that was all that was a problem and you'd say last week proves that but did he just have a good week because he's one of the best best players in the world and and it was a good week you don't know do you same with spieth is he actually back or is it just because he's comfortable at colonial don't know. don't know. You don't know, don't do you? Know. It, it, no, there's, not know. Enough, there's not enough time back now. Hideki Matsuyama, I don't know how he's still 33 to 1. He hasn't I, won for a number of years now. I get, he, you know, he, well, he can't putt, can he? He's he more incredibly, yeah. doesn't he? And, oh, and he's he, an awesome player. And on his day, he looks elite. 
he looks major winner in waiting, everything like that. But it's yep. been a long time now since he was really at his best. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, every time every time you see him on telly, he's got an eight foot putt that he misses every single time. Um, and you can't you can't do it. You know, you're going to be under an awful lot of pressure doing that. Can't quite work that. You think he'd have figured something out by now? He's been on tour for long enough. But I, you, I think you've summed it up perfectly. I mean, at times he, like you say, somebody like Reed gets the results. But he, he doesn't look elite if he's there. I don't, you know, obviously, he doesn't look elite. At times, you know, Matsuyama just looks the best player in the world. Uh, but he can't finish it. And as you rightly say, you know, what has he done to be 33s? I mean, he gets the finishes, but he doesn't ever look like really winning, does he? When, when you're looking at this, this price range, you need winning evidence, don't you? Mm. Because there, there's so many players on tour that have a lot of consistent finishes throughout the season, you're looking for the player that gets over the line more. I mean, you look at last week, Jason Kokrak finished tied third. Well, that's him all over, but he doesn't get over the line. Now, Matsuyama's not in that category. He's won plenty of times already. But this season, he's played extremely well without winning. I mean, he's had a third, a second, and two top sixes before the break. But then he finishes tied eighth in Japan, where you think he should be absolutely walking the field. Look, I mean... You know, just just very quick to go. He, he ranked uh, second for um, strokes gained tee to green in Hawaii, 62nd in putting, seventh in Phoenix, 52nd in putting, first at Genesis, 63rd in putting, blah blah blah. At the Arnold Palmer, 18th stroke gain tee to green, 68th minus six on uh, strokes gained. Crazy, isn't it? So so, so you, you you want him around here? No. Nope. And the only thing, the only theory I've got, and there's a couple of players that I'll attribute this to, and I suppose he wasn't one I was thinking about. The one I was thinking about was, was Benny Ann. That the smaller greens may play in their favour because they're not going to have those yep. longer putts. But it's it's the shorter putts that they're missing. It's the ones that they should be making that they're missing. Benny Ann can make one from 30 feet mm. as a bonus, uh, and he's got an incredible short game. Benny Ann, he's great around the greens, which is why I think he, you know, he might have a better chance. But Matsuyama's played here once, missed the cut, never come back again, um, which suggests to me that he just wouldn't play here if if, yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that you know, the schedule is. And and again, that's the same case for Rory, Justin, you know, Ram, all that sort of because yeah. it's after the Masters, isn't it? But he's a player that's you know needs a win to get himself back on track, and I, and I just don't think this is the week for it. Dustin's played well here in the past, you know, had a, had a third round lead at one point and blew it away. Because like you saw at Colonial, in the end it catches up with you. If all you can do is bash it over a tree. Kepka, I actually was quite impressed with Kepka last week. I thought, oh, this week just gone. Very tidy around the greens, but he was just saving par a lot. Really was, like making 10, 15 foot putts mm. that weren't scoring putts. Mm. And that's not like him. You're looking at him to drain 15 foot putts for birdie. He was doing it to save par. Um, or even 8 and 10 foot putts. And, and he was solid, but you know, not spectacular yet. I think I think he will come back. I think that was enough to show that he's on his way back. Just other events that that really suit him, I think. So let's just get into that. That's the names, isn't it? That you're sort of obliged to talk about. I think we've touched on Spieth there. That we think he, he may be back. He may not. Let's talk about some of the names that we do like. I, I put up this morning. Brandon Grace was eighty to one. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have picked Brandon Grace at forty to one. I'll be completely honest because I think that forty to one is an overreaction to him being in contention yesterday and him winning here in the past. But when you dive deeper into his game, it's perfect for here. So there's a lot of talk on um, the 175 to 200 range, and he ranks very highly in that. 
he is third in par threes, 175 to 200. So, you know, both of those work in his favour. He's won here, like I've just said, three top 11s. And when you look at the tournaments that sort of correlate here with Pete Dye courses, he finished third at the 2015 PGA, which was at Whiston Straits, which was a Pete Dye as well. Good win player. So he makes obvious claims for me. It's just that it was a it was a price decision this morning, which at 50s you then got to be really keen on him, I think, as opposed to 80s. Was it? Was there only one place going 80? Was it, Tom? Uh, no, there's a so uh, it went up early as 80s, and, the, and a couple followed, and it just very quickly got backed into 50s. And and I think 50s was right. I thought I thought 40s was right. So the fact that 80s was out there, I just thought it was tremendous, really. Yeah, I had him on the list last week but not sort of high enough to, to really warrant going into him. Yeah, he played all right. Yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right. 80 was too big. Yeah, 50's too short. Ah. I, I expect him to do better on Sunday. I must be perfectly honest with you. Um, but he's your typical languid sort of South African player, isn't he? You, you don't really know what's going on. You used to be able to tell a lot more out of him, didn't you? Do you remember he used to yeah. he used to show a lot more? Now he plays his game and... and happens happens i think that's not just a, a consequence of maybe just not being the type of player that he was before where he feels like he could be sort of you know exuberant and flash and, and showing off his emotions because he was one of the best in the world and then all of a sudden he's, not. he's he's sort of forgotten about a bit and maybe he's sort of playing within himself a bit yeah because he shot three sixty sixes in a row last week to even be in with the chance yeah. um, and a final round 73 was disappointing but as we've spoken about at length already all of those players that didn't win put in some some disappointing rounds. Woodland, 70. Thomas, 71. Spieth, 71. Rory, 74. So he wasn't alone. And he's now returning to a course that of these of these group of players that we've spoken about, he makes the, the, the clear course fit. Yeah, absolutely. On the figures, on the figures he fits. I think the 80s is great. And I think the 80s, if you're on, and if you're on the exchanges, you, you're, you should be able to do something with that. Yeah, the numbers make sense. I, I just feel he's... When I, I don't mean he's not a winner. That's going to sound very bad. He don't seem to care enough over, about winning. Do, over, no, he's not. He's not desperate to win. I think that's the same no. with Ustazen, isn't it? Someone yeah. like that. And that's what you say about South African players. Some of them. I think Ernie Els had a a determination to win, and these guys are not quite there. I mean, Ustazen's finished second in every major and won one. So of course it's hard to say he hasn't got the the thing. But then you look at his other wins, and they're all in South Africa when he's probably just half arsing it round and, and just gets to win through talent alone. When it comes to actually putting your foot down and winning the tournament who stays and doesn't seem to do it and, and Grace was doing it for a period of time and he done it over here at this course but that was really he's never convinced me on the PGA Tour I've got to be honest. No, look I think you've summed it up. I think purely on a price on the figures 80 is too big that's yeah. that's that's what you've got if that's if that's what we're playing with that's there's nothing wrong with that at all I, I don't see it i don't see him winning this uh, and and it and last week sort of if you like it did or two yesterday did highlight the, the certain issues that i've got yeah. that i've got with him i, I again uh, you know if he finishes top 10 top 20 it's absolutely fine and and i don't see why not but i think he's equally likely to you know be 52nd i just don't see the ur- the urgency in him and fine 80s was too big 50s isn't well done if you got it get out when you can let's let's rack off some other names in this area then matt kuchar obviously plays yeah, very well here yeah. same old thing probably finishes in the top 10 yeah tony fee now don't know what to make of him here thought he played okay last week nothing special 
we'll hit a low um, low soon, miss him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I think there's going to be better places to be on him and and at the same price. A foul opened at seventies, which I was very surprised about because I think that he's one player that no matter how poorly he's playing or how not himself he seems, everyone seems to still back him. And I thought seventies was surprising. He's now at fifties, which is a bit more sort of reasonable. Still quite a big price for someone of his skill level, though. It is, isn't it? He's got three missed cuts here, though, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I don't think he likes the tournament. I just think that maybe, you know, is it a better fit when it's not a week after the Masters? Yeah, I think that, that that's key. I think the scheduling of it is is absolutely right. And he certainly can find fairways. <sighs> makes too, mistake, too many mistakes, doesn't he? Just makes mistakes. It's what he's always done. And that separates him, he's in your too, words, that separates him from the elite. He's almost too aggressive for this goal force. Because I think yeah. that he he's someone he likes to ram a putt past because mm. he knows he can make it back. Similar with chips, he'll give he'll he'll scare the hole um, and not really worry about the consequences. Yeah. And that's fine. It gets him. That's why he's the level of player he is. Um, it's also why he doesn't win as often. Yeah. So yeah, Tyrrell Hatton, I thought was quite quite interesting. I think that he's really elevated his game since he came back from that injury. Got his win now at Bay Hill. Has played here a couple of times. Played well in the first year should make a claim i think yeah i can't see him winning but but may well may well enjoy it if it starts getting a bit tougher out there so you know if thunderstorms is no good but if it rains a bit and you know a bit of breeze comes with that rain maybe i think Hatton will do well but it's it doesn't appeal to me the price the way, the way i look at this tournament though is it is one that you know every week you know you look down the winner's list of a pj tour event and it's flooded with americans because that's you know make up 90 percent of the tour so they're going to be the weeks whereas this this tournament, you had uh, CT Pan from Taiwan last mm-hmm. year, Satoshi Kodaira, Japan, Brandon, South Africa, Graham at Down Northern Ireland, Carl Pettersson, Sweden. So I think that, you know, and that's all since 2012. Mm. So I think this is a, an international event, possibly because of the, the wind factor, because of the seaside feel. Also, maybe just because the field's a bit more limited because it's a week after a major. Yeah, can't argue. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, Hatton, obviously, he's playing well. His form figures you know knock 10 points off of his true price anyway yeah we don't know how he's gonna he, he you know it'd been lovely to see this continue uh after the arnold palmer uh, and lovely to, to see him carry on the week after and the week after we don't know what's going to happen he obviously goes well after a break but then so do a load of these and a lot of these have had an outing already I'd it, not, to see not him the play, play last week yeah i don't it's, it's not it's, it's not he's solid isn't he I, I have trouble seeing him win it i just think his true price, uh, his true price against against flashy form figures. I know that sounds a bit bizarre. I just don't think there's anything in it. I just um, think, I mean, obviously, if you're looking from a statistical point of view, he's up the top in everything, but that's because he's played four events. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, you can't really put too much stock into it. Another player around there that makes similar claims, I think, is Kevin Kisner. Yeah. He, I actually really like Kevin Kisner because he's won at this course. No, sorry, he's come second at this course. He's won the Colonial last week. He's won the RSM, both correlating courses. Three top fives in Hawaii, similar track. And he's finished second at the players as well. So he likes these Pete Dye courses. He likes this type of event. He played solidly last week without his best stuff. And you certainly expect better from him at a course that, you know, that year that he comes second to, to Jim Furyk in the playoff, he shot a 64 on Sunday and Furyk shot 63 to even get in the playoff. Yeah, he's, he was in that group of players last week that were all of that type, you know, the um, Burgers, Harris English's, um, Russell Knox, and all that type of player. 
Uh, he was there. He's in it again this week because it's a, you know a similar test. Uh, it's whether that price is becoming. I know there's 60 I can look at available at the moment on places you probably can't get on with. So generally talking 50, 55. That's his price in it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you really like Kevin Kisner, 50 to one, you're gonna be happy with, aren't you? That's that's what you're looking yeah. at. If you're yeah. unsure about him, easily to leave alone, I think. Same with Fitzpatrick. I think he's a similar type of player. Very good in Europe. Not quite done it here yet, but seems to be improving without his regular caddy at the moment for the next couple of months. So, I don't know. I don't really... He didn't do enough for me last week to really perk my interest. Nah, not interested. Abraham Anser, same price. Yep. Not particularly it, it, interested here. Not. Okay, okay. No, are you? Uh... He was on the list. The, the price isn't anything to write home about, but he, he was he was on the list, yeah. Um, Jason Kokrak the same? Yeah, that's price because of, you know, because of what's gone, isn't it? Yeah, he's never going to win, is he? Never going to win this tournament, so um, let's not worry about him. Let's talk about the name <laughs> that you really like about this price, because I know, I know there's someone here that you really like, and he was a bigger price uh, before we recorded, and now he's sort of fitting in this range, and you really like him this week. Yeah, I really, 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 really like him. So leave JT alone at the top of the market, and we'll go for another JT, James Tyree uh, Poston. JT Poston. He's been. He's the price has has it gone? No, it hasn't. Seventy-five still still a valid price. Everything he does is improvement. He got on the tour um, through Monday Q School. I'm sure Ryan will be able to give you some stories about JT Poston. <laughs> through that. He's then got entry into. Uh, sorry, he's he's finished well in his first couple of tournaments. He's got entry into uh, Rex Hospital Open. He comes third, gets his temporary card. He then comes out on the PGA Tour, and to be honest with you, he's done nothing but improve since. What do I like really about him? Okay, what well, this week I've highlighted the scrambling, the bogey avoidance. Take it from the start. So last week, Poston leads with DeChambeau for bogey avoidance, and he's second for scrambling. When he won at the Wyndham, which is a correlating course, plenty of players that have, have done well here and, and obviously done well at Wyndham, he led the bogey avoidance and he was first in scrambling. And if that little bit more to, to back that up, Siwoo Kim, who was second to him there, was second in this tournament in 2018. So there's plenty of, of correlative form that suggests that, that that is one of the stats to definitely be looking at. Where are we here? He was first in scrambling in 2019 round here i think he was first in bogey avoidance last year as well when he was sixth last year that was 71 71 which put him quite down the field finished 67 66 he had one bogey in his last 54 holes and he comes from the same place as certain uh, matt kuchar who's won here once and you know loves it all around here and a certain davis love who's won here five times and also won the Wyndham. i think everything about him and, and given that performance last week Everything about him screams he should be 50s, no bigger than that whatsoever. Uh, 100 to 1 was silly this morning. I think it was a bit bigger. I think it was 110 early on. I missed that. It's not the 100. 75 is perfectly valid. He's a 50 to 1 chance. I expect him to go very, very close this week. Yeah, and he uh, ranked 8th in strokes going around the green last week as well, mm -hmm. which is going to be really important here, as you say, about scrambling. I think around the green sort of gives you a yeah, more same general difference. thing, doesn't okay. it? Yeah. And I think that he, as you say, he just keeps improving. The only slight concern I would have on him is does he hit his irons well enough to to contend as opposed to finish in the top 10? Obviously, the figures at the moment say yes. But last week, he was he ranked right down the field. He 51st in his strokes gain approach. He actually lost strokes. I don't expect him to do that two weeks in a row. 
just because of the type of player he is. So if that improves even slightly, then he's he's bang in there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't think anything wrong with him at the Wyndham when he won. Yeah, an eight under sixty-two in the final round, bogey-free. He's got balls. He's got a game, and this is perfect for him. I'd be amazed. I mean, I just don't see a negative. You know, where we're talking about the Simpsons and the people like that and the Kisners. Yeah, I mean, they've got a chance. There is something you put as a negative. I know you've brought one up. Thank you, Tom. But you know, I'm sticking to my. I'm sticking to my MOD, uh, and you can uh, you can stick to yours. I just do not see, and I'm not obviously. I can't say he's going to win. But I don't see a negative against anything at this price. Just don't see it. No, I, I like him a lot. I think you know you make the case for him really well. I think that it's just a case of do I think there's someone at a similar price that's as good? I think Joel Damon surprised me last week. I thought he was going to be uh, the guy that really suffered from this break. I thought you know he was, he was banging form before the pandemic hit. Um, and I thought, you know, that's it now. He's He's been really unfortunate. That's the end of his run. And he goes and finishes tied 19th mm. last week. Mm. Worst round of 70. Just didn't have two or three rounds, you know, two 68s and a 65. He needed another 65 in there to work his way up. But he finished seventh in strokes gained approach on the week. And, you know, he was, he was tidy, but he played well. And, you know, he just, he looks, you talk about improving players. Mm. He just, he really is sharp on you know he should like his test he finished 12th at the players last year which is you know a Pete Dye course mm-hmm. he finished 16th here 12th in Hawaii this season Maya Cobra's finished 6th you know a bit of wind there 14th at Pebble you know it's not a similar track but it's you know the, the wind factor being by the sea whatever you want to call it he makes an interesting case I just yeah. I don't know if he's one of those players that he looks like he's going to go close go close go close and he's either going to win or that'll be it Nope. Do you know what I mean? There's a couple of players, isn't there? And it's gone both ways. They they trend and trend. Like Berger, he's gone better every week and then won. Is Joel Damon just going to go better every week and then just fizzle out? No, I, I think he's got a great chance. You know, he should have won. I mean, during the break, he should have won the uh, one of the mini. Yeah, Scottsdale over. Yeah, Scottsdale over. He, he, yeah. he should have won that, but, you know, he wasn't that bothered because he was on another two players, wasn't he? For those who don't know, he was interviewed before the event and he said, oh, he's really, is that my price? Because he was favourite and put up another two players. Can't remember what they were now, but yeah, should have won that. So he was reasonably active. Yeah, he's got again. I, I can't argue in that in that price bracket. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, you you could pick a couple in that price bracket. Would he be one? Yeah, he'd be one that'd be quite high up in your final five or six, I'd imagine. And the thing is, it's the second week back, isn't it? And we're saying why take a risk on right at the top mm. of the market when someone couldn't pop up. And and Berg was a you know we're not going to sit here and say that we plucked him out of thin air and no one else was talking about him. He was a popular pick mm. because of the form he had beforehand. Yeah. But he was from the outside. He was he was you know, he was a, a runner out of the pack, it, wasn't it, he? He wasn't it, yeah. the favourite. He was sixty six and he was hundred on the exchange. Now that's all you're saying. what you're saying is you know, it's the Poston argument. If Poston's fault is I'm not gonna play him. Not that I don't think he'd he'll go very close, but that's what it's about. You know, we yeah. felt Berger probably should have been or I felt Berger should have probably been around about forty, forty five maybe last week. And that's what it's about. Is Damon the right price at 80? Yeah, potentially. 78 is about right, isn't it? I'd imagine 80 is maybe a touch too big. Is you know, Again, I'll talk about the same bracket. Is Poston too big at 75? Definitely was at 90. Definitely was at 100. Definitely was at 110. Um, yeah, I just think that these are their prices now, aren't they? That, you know, the 75 and 80s, is they're, they're playing too well to be any bigger. Is that a standout price? Probably not. But if you if you really like him like you do Poston there, then... 
you're not going to pass up a 75 to 1 shot, are you? Just for the sake of you think he, he should be 100 or you missed 100. No, I wouldn't pass it up. I'd, I'd, if I hadn't got on, I'd been on again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 really, I genuinely think there's, there's so much evidence for him. I know there's evidence for lots of others around here, um, local guys. I, I just love it. I, thought, I just think his game is... It, it's, it's not that he's turned up and performed in those categories once. He performs them regularly and he performs in them at the right courses. And I just think you come off of a performance like that, round a, round a course that you know you like, and I, I, I just, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be made to look very, very silly here. But I just do not, I cannot see a negative. I, I just think he has to go close. I don't, I don't think you're gonna have a Russell Knox moment this week. I think you're, I think you're safer with. Uh, yeah, but you could have a Webb Simpson here. moment, couldn't you? Yeah, you could do. But at least, at, you know, a hundred to one, you don't really care, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other guy in this sort of range that I, I want to talk about before we move on is, uh, is Joaquin Neiman quite liked his chances last week and he sort of makes a similar claim here the, the thing with him is that he doesn't seem to he hasn't popped up at the tournaments that we, we're talking about with the sony open and and things out in the rsm because he hasn't played them much so there's not so much to go by he's finished fifth at travelers which is a pete die course but not really a similar course you know and he, he won earlier in the year and i just thought 100 to 1 he's fifth in birdie or better percentage from 175 to 200 28th in strokes gain approach so he's hitting the ball well um he just made two he had two bad rounds last week which you can't do he had two good rounds and two bad rounds, and that's not good enough. He went 265-272. That's too volatile for me to be really confident going into a week where he's making his debut. No, has he, has he got the game to to play around here? Not, I think he's transferable. I think he's, I think he's a player that can play on form pretty much anywhere. I just think that he was, he, he was interesting as a name at that figure. Mm. And I was trying to sort of look at how I can make a claim for him. And in the end, I thought, well, I don't know. I'm not convinced by him. No, that's right. So, but look, look, it, let's put. Sorry, mate. Sorry, but if you if you put him up at 100, you put. Oh, sorry, it's Poston, is it? Right. Okay. But I always call him Poston. You put Poston at 100. Who'd you back every single time? Don't. No matter yeah. what. It's, it's not. Not even a. You know, you have got Corey Connors, who's probably got a bigger claim next up in the market at the same price. Yeah, I like uh, Connors. Yeah. And and then and then we go on to another one I like. But I, I just. Yeah. I mean, look, he's 100 to one. He's not, he's not expected to win by five. But others have got far more claim at the same price. Um, and, and another name there that you spoke about that you're interested in last week and, and you haven't brought up yet is Ian Poulter. Yeah, I've not, um, no, I've not got him in the list either. This he, play, he played sense, he played yeah. pretty well last week though, didn't he? he yeah, yeah, grinded. And he's grinder. had four top 18 finishes here since 2015. Yep, again, it, again, it, it, like, like you rightly say, it's you, you look at a section of prices, probably between sort of 80, 90 and 125, something like that. Uh, and and you make your choice. Yeah, Porter would do what Porter does, won't he? It, it's look, Luke Donald played well here for numerous years, and I'm not saying he's the same, but he is the same. Well, in terms of the fact you know his game inside out, don't you? There's no surprises with Porter. No, there's no surprises. He'll, he'll do what he does, and and fair play and good luck. Would I be on at 66? No, uh, 80 looks like it's gone, so it probably was 90 or 100. Yeah, same price, maybe. I, I'd, I'd personally take more of a chance on one another one of last week's disappointments, which was Harris English. I mean, I won't back either, but at the price, I'd rather be on English. I think we just, you know, we've discussed about how one week sometimes um, affects prices completely differently. They overreact at both ways. And uh, again, English is of that Berger, Kisner, Nar type player that we look at in certain courses. And, and I'd much rather be on him at 100 than Porter. To be honest, again, it's it's a flip flop of of prices just because of one week. 
it's bizarre but you know there we are that's the way it is yeah absolutely and then there was uh there was another name here in this range that that you like another couple of names isn't there 100 125 to one that you want to talk about do i okay <laughs> bud Cawley. where there's two at 125 one was at 140 it's gone now so bud Cawley and luke list really like both their chances this week both of them as youngsters were outstanding players Cawley particularly outstanding junior I think he qualified for the US Open 2011 as a junior in um, university. Turned pro. Uh, finished tower 63rd there. Turned pro. Straight away gets a couple of top fives. Um, he gets top 30 in the RBC Canadian. Now, right, the Canadian. Do you want to chat about this? What's the Canadian got to do with it? Okay, let me tell you. Right, 2019, Lowry was tied second in the RBC Canadian. Uh, behind him, uh, Piercy in fifth won the um, Canadian. We go back to maybe Canadian notes. 2017, McGirt, who again, you know, who's he now, right? McGirt was tied second in Canada twice. He finished fourth here. And I did have another one, which I can't find, but that's good enough for me. So I quite like the Canadian aspect. I don't know what it is about it, but, you know, I'll take it anyway. Did a little, little. 2012, he's 53rd in the world. I think he goes up 1,500 places or something like that. Um, has five top tens, including the Wyndham. A top four again in the RBC Canadian, tied four in the ape. I mean, the, the fella's got game, uh, and it's just a matter of injuries and loss of form and coming back that has stopped him becoming potentially one of the world top ten players, I believe. He certainly talked about that, wasn't he? When he was coming mm. out, that was what people expected. You know, you see how Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and people like that have come out. That was how he was being talked about. Absolutely. Um, and, and injuries have certainly affected him. And then he had the car crash incident, I think it was, yeah. that, that really sort of was the nail there that has derailed him for a long time now. And you, and you just got a feel for him, but he's making his way back at the same time. He is. He is. He's got he's got form at the career builder, which is, you know, a Jason Dufter tournament, as I like to call it. You know, so we know what sort of player we need there. Um, he's got form Texas, uh, top 10 in the RSM. He's got, for me, it's all there. He's got form at Honda. So he's got form in the proper, he's got form in high class. And he's got form at the right courses. Um, he's come back. He was tied ninth in Houston last year. And then this year, 2020, he's tied four in the American Express. They had a decent final round there. And last week, I thought was a real eye-catcher for me. I'm, I'm always looking for his name. He tied 29th. He was uh, 12th in scrambling, tied fourth in bogey avoidance. He's top 12 in those relevant stats for most of 2020. I know we haven't had a lot of it, but he's there. I, I think he's back. And if he's back then he's going to do something special. He's, he's, I think he's, 2017, he was ninth here. I can see him considerably improving on that. I think he's, he's a player that obviously stays injury free. I think he's, he's back. He's going to win. He's going yeah, to win. He's going to win well. He, th- he finished second last week in strokes going around the green. So just mm. to further yeah, sorry, yeah. sort of compensate the, the scrambling point there. And interestingly, you know, he shot a, what was it, a 67 and 268 to end the, end the week. Mm. Um, and he done all that whilst losing strokes with his irons. You know, he, he actually ranked 53rd of those that made the cut, um, losing strokes with his irons. So, and that's not part of his game. Um, you know, that's normally a solid part of his game. He's 35th on tour at the moment in strokes gained approach. So, it's only going to take a good week for that to go from 29th to, to top 10, isn't it? And, and where better place to do it on a course that really should suit him? Should certainly suit him. Absolutely. I, I, I like him a lot. I managed to get some silly price on the exchange at about 1.30 this morning. It's unusual. I'm normally in bed by 10. 
but it was just the golf that kept me up. So, yeah, I, I'm looking for a massive run from uh, Corley this week. I think he's back, and if he is, he'll start to show it for the rest of the year. Um, he's one of those players, isn't he, where he, if you start backing him at 125 and 200s, he's been you know in, in the seasons gone by now, as soon as he has a good week, he, he suddenly goes half that, doesn't he? Because people remember yeah, how good he was when he came come out. Um, he's not someone that's going to have a good week and still put him up at the same price as next week because his talent level suggests that he should be a top 20, 30 guy in the... Mm. I mean, he's about Kevin Kisner and people like that are always about 66 to 1. You'd think Cooley is good enough to be in that range. So he, you know, it should only take one good week and, and you want to be ahead of that curve. And he'd done plenty last week. He was one of those people that played well enough to suggest that better things are coming. But just didn't didn't do enough to contend, and, and and I'm fine with that because it was one week back. I look at people, um, you know, I think a lot of people put it down to his last round of 65. But Patrick Rogers played pretty well for yeah. four rounds, so people like that, you know, like your guy JT there, Poston finished top ten. He was 68 or better all four rounds, coming off a, a long layoff. Maverick McNeely 70 mm. or better four rounds. You know, these guys are all putting good enough showings to suggest, okay, well, when the right course comes up we can go and and like you say you obviously think that's going to be this week so i thought another guy that you might mention would be brian Harmon. um he's in there isn't he? he's been he's a popular person that gets backed in yep. there's there's lots around this price range again it's a bit like last week we could, we could pick a 10 names out of here and and take your pick couldn't you but gotta whittle it down interesting to see how russell henny gets on but you know now he's come <laughs> back he was he um, was he's he's actually yeah he, he's someone that's yeah, I felt had a had a massive chance. Yeah. Well, you liked him last week, didn't you? And then he didn't turn up. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I was surprised. You know, there was there was yeah there was yeah it was last week was Henley Cantley again. We keep going. When Cantley comes back, I'll tell you. Right, he owes for two weeks. So yeah, Henley's got form in the right, hasn't he? Honda, Houston, Sony, Bodie Avoidance, scrambling. He's right up there, isn't he? Strokes gained, uh, approach the green, um, everything about him. Uh, Genesis. He played really well at the Genesis, but he lost his way in the final round. Uh, I think he was certainly like the worst round of. of he shot seventy five, and, and the thing is, and, and I think that was a bit like he he'd forgotten what it was like to be mm, in the position. Absolutely, because yeah. he came out, didn't he? And he took the tour by he won his first event, so mm. he just he didn't know what struggle looked like, and then when it hit him in the face, I think it caught him out, and I think you know he had, you know, I don't know, he had off course issues or you know a family or whatever, you know, I think these things start taking priorities, and then you have to start learning to to merge both together and I think you know the 17th like you say there at Genesis and then 8th at the Honda two courses that that should suit where if he's coming back to a course that should suit him here then then you expect him to go well and Mm. and he's finished 6th here on his first start and he's had two 26 finishes top 26 finishes since one at Hawaii like we said on his first start it should be a course that should really suit him well again 2015 PGA was a Pete Dye course finished top 12 why not a 200s one yeah, yeah. Again, he's he's one that um, I, I played on the exchange because um, that's the way you need to play him. But I, he can he he can putt. He can putt a lot better than his figures when he's right. He gives himself an awful lot of chances, doesn't he? Finds green after green after green. Yeah, and and two hundred two hundred was wrong. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, cracking. There's there's loads of them at, at three figures. Yeah. And it, it is the thing now is that like because it is such a similar test to last week. It, we're almost rehashing the same names, but because 
some of them weren't there last week or some of them you know didn't do a lot wrong their prices haven't really changed i mean um you liked van royen last week a little bit didn't you and he's 250 to one yeah um, interesting yeah bez weed and how again you know these guys are up there one name that i thought that stood out and he's so hard to get right and it doesn't matter if he's got course form somewhere because he never repeats it is siwoo kim he was over 300 to one this morning yeah. Um he plays brilliantly on, on these mm. types of courses. Um he's won the players, lost in the playoff here, should have beaten Kadira. Um yeah. was fourteenth in two thousand sixteen here as well. Um you just don't know who's gonna turn up. <laughs> he's like two different players each week. He just there's no consistency, he can't get a grip on what he's gonna do, and that's why no, you can I get think, fancy prices, mate. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean I think that that's a problem then if you're if you're up against Probably for me, people with a similar price, people with a, a, a better view. I think uh, Brendan Todd, I think, is an amazing price at 200. I'm a bit surprised that he's that price. That you know, you can you can understand why. If I find my notes on Brendan Todd, that would be very helpful. <laughs> he's he's up there on all the relevant stats. Obviously, came back to form, winning. Where's my notes on Todd? Hold on, listeners. Ah, oh, there we are. Right. Yeah. So he's first in scrambling. For the year, 15th in bogey avoidance. Again, the two ones that I like. Uh, obviously, went to Georgia, where you've got the Hendys, the English, the Harmons, the Kirks, the Kisners. Of a group, aren't they, really? It was awesome when he won those two. I mean, he came back from absolutely nowhere. I think he changed changed his, his coach or changed his coaching technique. Won at Bermuda with a 62 final round. Wins a week after at Mayakoba, 63 with opening round. He should have won and made the hat-trick at the RSM, which you've already pointed out is... Um, um, has form connected with this one. He should have perhaps won. He had the worst score in the final round of the top eight by three shots. He's got form at Sony, the higher class uh, Arnold Palmer, where his third round was 78. Um, and I know he missed the cut last week, but his first round was 69. So very similar to people talking about Webb Simpson. You know, he, he'd only had, he had one bad round. I think the overreaction for him at 201 is, is, is for me, it's, it's 7,500 points far too big. Yeah, this this is the thing is that we spoke about it. We've got English, we've got Simpson. Everyone's mm. going to be overreact, aren't they, to a bad round? And and Todd's someone not to really overreact on because he's fought himself back from a lot worse than, than missing a cut one week. So yeah, I like Todd. And then it's funny you mentioned the RSM Classic where he should have won because the person that did win that, Tyler Duncan, yeah. showed up for a, the first two rounds here last week at the Colonial. And, and obviously won the RSM Classic. He's played well in Canada, yeah. you alluded to. I'm not sure that he's someone that I see winning twice in one season. I think he caught lightning in a bottle at the RSM Classic. But if you're looking for pointers, then then there's it, isn't it? You want him to play well at a certain course. He won at a certain course, and he's 300 to 1. But there's just so many down here that I don't feel the need to really mm. throw too much at him. But, you know, there's... There's players at a much shorter price. I just don't understand when someone that's won on the season, Todd's won twice on the season, at 200 and 300. So why, well, why look yeah. at those? You know, yeah. Why not take a chance? Be interesting to see what price he is um, on the exchanges. He's got you know, a couple of nice opening rounds. So 65 he opened with last week. Be interesting to see. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, if you can, if you can get off of, off of those 300s, you're going to get massive prices, top 10s and top 20s, aren't you? So why not for a winner that you know should fit? Hasn't you know it's 73, 75 last year. Don't know what particularly did, but he's he's got plenty of years in front of him, hasn't he? Again, we we don't like some of the top lot, which shortens a hell of a lot of these players, doesn't it? Yeah, and and Tyler Duncan as well. Shot he was uh, 11th in stroke range approach last week, so hmm. 
if you want a pointer as to where his game's at, where his irons are in fine nick, which is an important part. He was so steady around the greens, he was top 30 around the greens. So those two important parts of his game uh, are there. So he hasn't showed a lot since that RSM win, which obviously puts me off a little bit. But maybe he just got yeah. caught in the moment because he's, you know, he won probably earlier than expected. Look, he's one of them, isn't he? Tyler Duncan, Harry Higgs... Uh, you know all those you're not surprised if they get a top 10 are you I think you'd be surprised if they win well, put it well, but if they play the well Duncan won when he won you know he beat Webb Simpson didn't he in a playoff yeah, so yeah. Yeah, you don't expect him to win but, you don't expect Todd to not win that week so if you can get was, if, you can, if you can get 20 25 one about them being top 10 and you can have five or six of them on side there's, there can't be anything wrong with that yeah I just again now you're down to this range that we were last week where you're sort of having a couple of stabs and, and who looks a bit of value and you're not necessarily expecting these guys to win, are you? You're, you're expecting them to, to be up there and, and you're making claims for them. Is there any others you like at long odds? Not at that big price. I, if you don't mind me going back up, land it just a little bit, just to justify the Luke List, who's actually second in my list behind uh, JT Poston. Luke List, for me, um, you talked about Bud Corley as a great youngster. Luke List was as well runner-up to Ryan Moore in US Amateur in 2004 and came on from that. Won his first pro tournament in 2012. And from then on, it's been a matter of, to be honest, he's improved dramatically over the years. And I don't think he has ever had the credit that he deserves. From 2016, he's got top 10s and top 20s in some, you know, seriously relevant tournaments, in my view. Again, he's tied six behind Duffner at one of Duffner's courses. Again, we look at Duffner as a greens man and we know he can't putt, but it's their top 10 Honda Classic. 14th in the Canadian Open, where he hit 77 in round three and only got beat by five. So that should have been a better. He's got form in the RSM, Maikoba. He's third in uh, Houston behind uh, Russell Henley with Berger fifth in 2017. Again, it's exactly the same crowd. So whilst he's known for bombing it, um, so he lost his status at the PGA Tour a few years ago, but he came first in driving distance. So he's known for bombing it, but he's got all the form in the right in the right places for me. More recently, goes seventh at the Arnold Palmer with a third round of 74, so that ruins a top five. He's tied third here in 2018, tied four in the RSM, which we, we both pointed out. Last year, tenth in the Arnold Palmer and sixth in the PGA. Does anybody remember Luke List being sixth in the PGA just a few months ago? No, nobody does. This year, didn't, didn't do a great deal. Um, was actually 37th after round one of the players, which, of course, was at Sawgrass. He stays there for last or yesterday's um, tournament at the TPC Sawgrass Dyer Valley on the Corn Ferry Tour. And he wins that from behind, wins it by three, wins it very, very easily with a bundle of birdies. Why is that relevant? Obviously, Sawgrass Dyer Valley tells you it tells you it's designed by Pete Dyer. But his first tournament eight years ago was at the South Georgia Classic, uh, which is designed by no other than Davis Love, five times winner of this tournament. This is a, he's not your typical win from nowhere on the Corn Ferry Tour and qualify for or, or get into the RBC Heritage. He's a much, much better player than that. Again, I managed to make 200 odd on the exchange uh, and I took the 140 again today on the fixed. He's top class. He's like Bud Cawley. He has, he's not just potential. He's got it in the book that he's top class. Probably the only thing he lacks is those couple of ones next to his name. He comes here absolutely flying. There's a few of these that won't be mentally right. As you say, they missed the cut last week. They don't know where they are at the moment. List is flying. He's happy. His game is in good shape. He suits the course. Got the form. Yes, please. I kind of see Luke List 
as Jason Kokrak. I kind oh. of put them in the, in the oh. same group of people that are very talented players who hit their irons extremely well and should win but don't. Yep. But yep. the Not difference yet. is is that Luke List is 140 to 1 and, and Kokrak's 60 to 1. Yeah, no So one. which one are you going to take a chance on? I, I, for me, I think the fact he's that price because he played at... Um, he played the Corn Ferry. I, 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 I don't see what's in his form that is that is poor, that doesn't stack up. God, you can back, you can back 10, 12 of them at 140-plus, can't you, and, and, and be happy. I'm sure you'll get a run. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is... This, it, you look at these players going forward, you try and find them bits of form, like, like the Corley, if you like. When they go out of form, we know they're out of form. They don't do a lot. You know, look at somebody like Ryan Moore. Again, perfect fit for this course, but... Do you want to be on? No, you could be at 250. You don't really want to be on. Russell Knox, you definitely don't want to be on. <laughs> and then you look at place people like, you know, yeah, I, mean, I say they're young. They're actually, they've actually been around for a lot longer than we, you know, than we think they have. The call is in the list. But they, they look like they're in that right period of their of their um, career. They're not particularly unhappy. They're not, they're not uh, you know, a fractious, a fractious young player. They've got the form in the book and the game looks like it's coming. And, and I think the, these, the list is 35 now, so it's, it's probably five years too late to be a superstar. But he's absolutely got the form to be here, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him win one iota. Uh, he, so I'm just looking sort of at you know, how he's performed when he's had a chance. And the safe way, he finished tied fourth, shot 67 in the final mm-hmm. round, come up one short of Kevin Sway, who who held it together. He was he didn't you know he didn't beat the field. He just shot a 71. Uh, RSM Classic, he was two shots behind the playoff between Charles Howe and Patrick Rogers. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, he, was in a, he had a putt to beat JT at 2018 Honda as well. And, and that's the one I was going to go on, is oh. that he didn't lose that week to mm. JT. There was a lot of expectation that he was going to crumble as soon as JT come about. And JT had to go out there and beat him. JT is a better player than he is. So he's, if you put him head to head, you'd expect Thomas to come out. And, mm. But he had to play well to do it. It's not like list threw it away. So. When you're looking for positives, there are plenty. He's, you know, he's a good. I, I joke that he's a bit like Jason Kokrak. I think Jason Kokrak's potentially more consistent, but Luke List is is as talented. I would say. I think it's just a case of maybe List has got a several amount of courses that he that he's suited to, whereas Kokrak possibly finds most all right. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the, you don't like the comparison, do you? No. It's obvious uh, though, isn't it? They're the type. They're the type of people, though. They're, they're the type of people that should win and don't. That's the comparison. No, I made. think I think Copeck should win and doesn't. So uh, what's the list then? I don't think he should have won and hasn't. I think he just hasn't. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> just. I'm genuinely not I just. That, I, think the, I, I think they're two of the same I, thing. I, I, I don't. I don't think. You know, it's funny because we can we sit there and we go, oh, he played well. He had one bad round. It was 76, right? Which stopped him getting a top five or top 10. And then we also turn around and we go, hmm, he gets 77 in. Blah. So it's a funny interpretation of the same result, isn't it? It's, I just think he, he, when I look, I mean, I liked List. I obviously saw him win. I knew the name and, and had a proper study up of him. And I, I don't see what he's done wrong. I, yeah, OK, he hasn't got that extra one by his name. I, don't, I really don't see what he's done wrong. Um, even in the last year, uh, he's got form. It's just, just as good as, as plenty up there. That 66, 70, 80, and, and it's the course. Obviously, does fit. He's got a third. He's got a third here. 
and he just comes off a, a Pete Dye course, um, and he's flying. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I would have been happy at 90, probably, something like that. I just wonder if he can put it back to back. Like, you know, yeah, 125 to 1, you don't have to, he doesn't have to win, does he? But I don't even necessarily know that he puts, uh, you know, weeks back to back where he does twos or fives in a row. He doesn't seem like that type of person. He seems like the type of person that goes five missed cuts and then suddenly pops mm. up and you think, why is he still not won yet? He's yeah. that type. So I think yeah. maybe has he done his winning? I don't know. We, no, we don't know. Look, look, we go back to the same thing. Did we expect Webb to miss the cut last week? Ask mm. 10 people. They say no. It happens. But if there's the evidence there and, and there's 20, 25 lines of form that List has that are genuine lines of form for this week, Plus, he comes here off a win, off a six in the PGA six months ago. I don't know, you know, I don't know what you want. No. Scott um, Pierce is another one you need to mention. Do you think? Yeah. Again, absolutely. All, all, everything in the right, in the right, right departments. Yeah, absolutely. Right in uh, strokes gained, approaching the green throughout last year. He was third, 2018. He was 16th. Yeah, he won the Canadian, of course. Hey. So whoever wins go. this week, please look at the top five and look at their Canadian form. He's got form Sony, Phoenix, John Deere. Yeah, I, I, I think Pierce, I, I'm amazed Pierce is 150. The only problem with Pierce, of course, is he's lost everything. Um, <laughs> and that's obviously looking at... Including his marbles. Well, you know, if you look at him on form, I think 150 is just unbelievable. If you look at him on what's affected his recent form and has it... I couldn't find anything that said he was... He signed, you know, if people don't know, he put up a, I think it was Instagram, was it? Or a tweet or something um, that wasn't accepted universally by most people um, and certainly the authorities. And he got dumped, I think he lost £2 million or something from um, sponsors' contracts because of it. And he's since gone miscut 64. So, yeah, that could have affected him. But if you if you take that away, yeah, he's got form everywhere that that, that is correct here. I mean, he's an excellent ball striker. He finds greens absolutely no Same. problem. But I remember the one week that I really liked his chances was, and he won, was the Zurich when he was partying with Billy Horschel because I was like, he doesn't have to part his own ball. If if Horschel can convert the shots that he's putting in, then so be it. Because he, he just... There's two horrendous people, isn't there, to watch? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. They, they complemented each other perfectly yeah. though, because they picked up each other's weaknesses, didn't they? Yeah, see, there's a player, Pierce, who I have to bite my tongue because I don't like him. But for me, he's too big. There's another player like this, right? And before we before we wrap it up, and <laughs> Sorry, I just Tom. cannot believe it's the second week in a row, okay? That that I think what what is that price all about? And it's actually come into a bit more reasonable. It's still too big. Bubba Watson. Why why is he nearly? Why is he three figures? We all love Bubba, don't we? Why why is he free in 2020? He's made six starts and he's finished inside the top seven in three of them. Including last week at a course that people didn't think he'd go well at. Well, because what we think he's going to do, which is what we thought he was going to do last week. And he didn't. Then this is what I think. So you've had the evidence. You've been proved wrong last week. And you still put up... I mean, it's gone now. He was 125 to 1 at one point. It's it's nonsensical to me. How can can Bubba Watson be the same price as Rory Sabatini? And Rory Sabatini plays well here, but he doesn't win. Bubba Watson's won two Masters. Yeah. He's won everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything yeah. he's ever played in, he's he's had a go at. And yeah, yeah. He's he's won three times at the Travellers, which 
you know, is a Pete Dye course. He's won at Austin Country Club, which is a Pete Dye course. He, yeah, okay, I think he's played here once and missed the cut, but he's played here once and missed the cut. If he played here five times, he'd have, he'd have made the cut three times. So yeah. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. And, I, and someone needs to talk me out of it. <laughs> to under, because, I mean, I don't, I just, I like the guy. I think he's one of those yeah. people that I think gets unfairly treated. Yeah. So, you know, that probably plays a big part in it. But he was 24th last week in approaches, so he was hitting the ball mm-hmm. fine. Is he going to be all right around the greens? Normally is. 28th last yeah. week around the greens. Yeah. Why Why not? I don't, I just, well, that's I don't all, get it. Yeah, that's all gone, isn't it? Those three figures. Um, yeah. For you. But even at 80 to 1, I don't understand it. I suppose, right. but no, I suppose when you do look at, he's bigger than a coke rack, he's bigger than... But why is Abraham Answer 60 to 1 compared to Bubba Watson? Yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick, yeah. why, why yeah, is he yeah, not yeah. in that range? Yeah. I don't get it. No, it's fair point, fair point. Can't, can't. And, and that's the trouble though, is that then you start doing it based on just value, isn't it? But that's it's all... just, mm. there's nothing else to go on to suggest that he will, but, but then that's why I look at the Pete Dye course that he's got the form that he's got yeah I, I think you make a perfectly good case and, and I think you're right absolutely why so not I, I mean think... it, he did finish high I think I think going into the weekend I think I thought he was just gonna I mean we didn't see much anyway did we but well, he didn't look like he was doing anything did he no he you would have thought he, you would have thought if, you, if you'd have shown that the heart you'd have gone oh he's just gonna try and bend it around a few trees backwards isn't he and make him do triple somersaults and be a bit take his time and, and play through the weekend so yeah absolutely agree with you yeah it's too big yeah. He's, too big. he's had a he's had a 68 and a 65, uh, a 66 and 65. Sorry, it's the same as Daniel Berger. And in the two 67s that Berger had, Bubba had 68s. Mm-hmm. He's finished two shots behind him. I and I get it. He was he was never really there. So that's why. I mean, if he was shown in the TV coverage as as one of the people that missed the putt to get into the playoff, then then I think he's half the price. It's just because he quietly went about his business, never got shown on TV. Because there's no other, there's nothing else to suggest that he can't play well, other than he doesn't play here. Well, neither yeah. does the top five or six people no, that you talk about. No, you make a very good point. So you know, I wish we were talking about the 125 to one because then I'd be very bullish. Um, I'm still pretty bullish at 80 to one, and I've spent this whole time we've been talking <laughs> contemplating bringing him up because you bring him up, mate. Just, who cares? Well, no, it's not. It's not because not for any like reason other than the fact that I just didn't know whether I was off track. But I'm, but I'm not. He's just he, he's he's the wrong price. I don't mm. understand it. If if Bubba Watson was eighty to one for a major, everyone would bet him whatever major it was, except for maybe the Open. Everyone would bet him. I mean, the Masters he's never going to be that price. But if he was eighty one for a US Open or eighty one for a PGA, people are just going to go click because yeah. he's a name. Yeah. And yet this week, no one's talked about him. I, I don't see it, but I, I agree. Again, and this this is the trouble I've got this week, is that I mean, isn't Brandon Grace, I didn't mm-hmm. particularly like his chances until he was 80-1, to 1, and I thought that was too big. He's now gone to 50s. I didn't particularly think Bob Watson's going to win at Harbour Town, but he's 80-1. to 1. He was 125-1. to 1. The one person I think that's got a really, really good chance and makes all these obvious cases is Kisner, and he's shorter than both of those. So... And he's no better player. Oh no, no in here. So, I think I think that's where I am now. I think I had the Grace at eighty to one. Bubba, I think still big at eighty one. I'll probably try and get a bit bigger on the exchange. Kisner, I like, and Berger and Webb Simpson, I'm still contemplating. Fair enough. That's my summary of the week. Yep. So let's summarise your picks. All right, picks. 
JT Poston, Poston, whatever you want to call him, with the one by his name, you can call it's him what you like. Man. Yeah. Oh, we could call him. Well, he can't because Porter's there, isn't he? Porter. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the real JT. It's <laughs> not Eminem. Huh? The real JT. The real JT. Up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the real J- yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas, sit down. And then Corley and List, definitely. And then I'm liking the look of Todd Henley for a bit. I'm going off him. Piercy, again, he's got a question mark on him, but, but you know, uh, I, I did like him. Brian Stewart, who everybody says. Yeah, uh, interestingly, second behind List in that South Georgia win back in 2012. Actually caught my eye, tied 43rd. Um, third round 74, fourth round of 64 yesterday. Got form in the right places. So Stewart, I think he's 250, 300 on the exchanges, something like that. You don't need anything on. Put a pound on him at that price. And I think I did look at Streelman. Gone off Streelman now. I am on, but don't like him. I think that's it. I think I think you're doing a little little disservice to your Stewart pick there in the sense that um, the one thing I'll bit put off is the 64 that he shot on mm. Sunday leads to him finishing 43rd. So you think what he would have done if he'd shot a 69, but when you talk about why he makes sense here, he's finished in the side the top six or eight at Hawaii about five times, hasn't yep. he? That's a course that he loves. The OHL at Mayakoba, second, yep. fifth here at the Heritage. So there's very obvious reasons mm. to select him. For once, I didn't um, want to go on and on, Tom. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> You know, that might have been where he should have done. The only that bogey he had been. yesterday was on 18, incidentally. Seven birdies, one bogey. Horrible way to finish. 300 to one each way pit. You don't mind that, do you? No. So all mine are or were three figures. I'm very confident one of them does something. I'm amazed if the top three picks don't do something or one of them doesn't do something special. Is that So there's no one for you in the, in the top half a dozen that really appeals at all? No. Surprise. And that's the thing is because... It, it, there's still as much as we've got an insight last week into into the top players playing well there's still plenty of question marks over them isn't it mm. there is and and why not take them on especially at a course where the skill sets are negated and and the shorter players can can get involved yeah like like you say it doesn't surprise if any it certainly don't surprise if reed wins he battles his way through a thunderstorm on sunday um sung jm who is would him and reed would be my pick of the top lot uh, it just doesn't appeal. I mean, there's certain weeks I think, you know, look, he's not going to be. But if you put Simpson up at this price at Wyndham, you probably don't look anywhere else. But this week, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. And, and OK, it's unfortunate we've had to take the top six when there's top eights and top nines available because, you know, stuff happens, doesn't it? And you're going to finish seventh, eighth and ninth, no doubt. But that's that's the nature of the beast. I, I'm happy to take all of those I've mentioned on the exchange and also very happy to have them uh, each way. Um, and I, yeah, I, I expect, expect, not hope, uh, one of them to do something, <laughs> one, one of them to do something very special and get a podium place. I think there's just, there's one bonus uh, thing I want to put out there, which is, and there is absolutely no research behind this. There is no, um, beyond just what he done last week, uh, podcast guest that we just had on recently, Chris Aventura, mm-hmm. uh, finished fourth yesterday uh, behind Loot List, mm-hmm. uh, two shots where he made three bo- uh, three bogeys from between 11 and 13 at the Corn Ferry Challenge at Sawgrass. They're playing in Florida again this week. He lives in Florida and he's 50 to one. Yeah, excellent. I don't, I, Thank you. I yeah. don't get it. I don't understand it at all because he's a PGA Tour player now. Uh, he won twice last season in 12 starts on the Corn Ferry, so. There you go. Do you know that's what? A little bonus. No, do you know what? That's 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 fantastic. Can you give us the cactus tour winner now as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll try and work my way through. That might be for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we're done there, are we? All done, isn't it? Let's go and collect, yeah. yeah. That's it. Let's go and uh, let's go and make another win this week. Beautiful. Beautiful.